Hello, and welcome to the Review Service. This week, we're back on the Marvel train, talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, streaming on Disney+. Plus. I'm joined by Darren Jones, Haley Paraday, and Samia Rastogi. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good, Haley. Thanks for asking. So we've talked a lot about Marvel so far this semester. They just keep pumping out content for us. WandaVision was a big hit, definitely one of the most talked about shows of the spring, and they're following it up right away with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Haley, as our resident Marvel expert here, our veteran of Marvel pods, can you fill us in on what this show is about and specifically who are the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? So this is kind of a follow-up directly after the events of Endgame, where Captain America gave up his shield to the Falcon, who's also known as Sam Wilson. It says it's taking place a couple months after we don't know exactly the timeline, but something along those lines. And we also have Bucky Barnes, who's known as the Winter Soldier, also referred to as uh, White Wolf in a couple of the Marvel movies randomly. And he's going through therapy while we also have the Falcon who is seemingly going on government missions like he's done before. And so continuing on with that standard Marvel trail. And so Samia, what's the relationship like between these two characters coming into the show? So both of them are friends, used to be friends at least before Captain America's death. And that is one thing, but as they enter the show in the first episode itself, there is not much of a buildup of what kind of relationship they have. And both of them have very different plot lines which are going through. So you can't see how what has happened after Cap's death. But you know that there are some tensions which might be there because apparently Sam has done some things which are not acceptable by Bucky. So. Darren. So I know you are newer to the Marvel Universe. So I'm curious what your relationship to these characters is, is like. Do you like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Or do you find them, them interesting? Just how do you feel about them? After, after watching uh, episode two, I think they are hilarious together, <laughs> which I'm rooting for throughout the whole series. I, I love their like back and forth banter. Um, even though their friendship quote-unquote, if you will, is a little bit strained on what happened in the um, in upcoming months before uh, Sam um, gave up the shield um, and Bucky having uh, PTS, PTSD and everything. Like, they're, uh, them together is, is, is like comedy, <laughs> like comedy gold, basically. But we just have to see throughout the whole season on what else is going to be um, between what else is going to go on between them. So it's going to be interesting, I believe. So it's been really fun for me seeing these characters kind of step uh, out of the, the, the sides, step out of the shadow of Captain America. During the cinematic MCU, these really were closer to sidekicks. You know, they were parts of plot lines in Captain America movies, which are really some of the best Marvel movies, but they never got their chance to shine. And so I love that the show is now giving them 
a chance to be at, at the center of attention while still really focusing on that fun relationship dynamic between them. Definitely a lot of comic opportunities there. So I think that we have set up the background of this show. Haley, what happens? What's, what's the main overarching plot? What, what's going on during these episodes? So we first start off with Sam giving up the shield because he feels that's the right thing to do. And then we also get introduced to in the first episode and as I believe you could see in one of the trailers, this group called the Flag Smashers, which is set up to be this overarching like bad guys sort of thing that we have seen in all Marvel movies. And so we expect that there's gonna be some sort of conflict between our two protagonists and the Flag Smashers as we see in standard Marvel movies. And Samia, how well do you think that these villains have worked so far? Are you interested in the Flag Smashers? Do you think you understand like what they're all about? Yeah, so these Flag Smashers basically are anarchists and they want to go back to the days of the blip five years ago, which happened in the Marvel Universe. And I have... I have liked their performance because they have been able to show some strength against these superheroes. So uh, I I prefer them and I think that they are powerful and can... Actually, I don't understand that why is going back to a blip a wrong thing because they want one world and they want everyone to be united. So I don't get if they're villains or anti-heroes and something went wrong with them. So like, it's something to explore. So just to clarify for everyone, the blip, if you don't remember or understand what that means, at the end of Avengers Infinity War, Thanos snaps half of the universe out of existence. So half the people on Earth just disappear and five years pass before the Avengers succeed and bring all those people back. And so the Flag Smashers, basically want to go back to the way the world was operating during that five-year period where apparently, you know, kind of the governments as we know it shut down and everything was, we were all more united because we'd just gone through this horrible thing and everybody was gone. So we had to, to band together. So I agree, Sonia, it is an interesting sort of uh, idea as to whether like, well, maybe, maybe they're onto something here. And I think it's, it's pretty well established that the more sympathetic villains are, the more like they kind of have an interesting idea, the better that villain is going to be on the screen. All right, Darren, you were telling me just before we hopped on the pod here that you do have some issues with this show and what's going on. Can you elaborate? All right, not issues. There's just some, there's just endings that made me angry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. The- the first episode, the ending made me angry. I think you know why. Second episode, there's one person who made me angry, and I think you know who that is. Um, I don't know if you want me to say his name because, like, I I didn't want to spoil the first part, but yeah, he. Uh, I hate this character. Um, <laughs> I really do. Again, I'm still new to like the Falcon, the Winter Soldier. Um, I still need to go back to um, yeah, Captain America movies because I haven't seen them. I've seen clips, but let's just say I'd rather have Steve just come back <laughs> because like everything else, like just no, <laughs> just no. 
I'm seeing our other panelists not along with you as you talk about being really annoyed by certain characters on this show. We won't spoil what that is all about because I think we've got some fun reveals ahead. Haley, when you think about this character being annoying, is that something that the show is doing wrong or is it something that the show is doing right where they're trying to give us that like love to hate character? I think it's probably something the show is doing, especially considering every single time I go online, I'm hearing people just like rip this character to shreds. The character's just like this way and how the actions are. It's like, you can't help but dislike them. I mean, I haven't heard a single person who's really like likes the character. Okay, well, we won't move any more into that territory just to save you all from the spoilers but definitely some fun or maybe not so fun surprises ahead as you get into this one. What does this show do well? And Samuel, I'm really curious, does this show feel like an MCU movie or does it feel like something else? What's the vibe like? So like WandaVision, it also delves into the personal stories of these characters a bit and we get to know the kind of problems they are facing. So I would not say they're exactly like the Marvel movies because the Marvel movies were all showy and flashy and all the characters did not have any background much to them as much as they were focusing on beating the villains a bit. So I think they are very unlike Marvel movies, but when it comes to the comedy, and the charm of the film that we've watched, we carry it with us and we like the shows as much as the movie. So that is where I agree with you. And I would say that they are as good as the Marvel movie. Okay, I agree with a lot of that sort of comic charm. It does feel similar. Haley, Samya just touched on the kind of personal relationships characterization that we get a lot of in this show. How well do those storylines work for you? Uh, so specifically, we're talking about the Winter Soldier sort of making amends and going through therapy. And then Sam Wilson has a family storyline that, that we get to follow along with. I've always been a big fan of more of the internal conflicts, but a lot of times they don't translate well to like movies or TV shows because how do you show someone just struggling internally with something? It's difficult to do it in the medium. But it works really well, I think, in the TV TV model that they have. Kind of similar to like what they did with WandaVision. I think they actually showed a lot more of it than what I was honestly anticipating. But I do expect that they're probably going to like, continue to show this. But this show, compared to WandaVision, does feel a lot more action-oriented. Especially I felt that in the first couple minutes of the first episode to where I was starting to get a little sidetracked because I wasn't expecting to see so much action and I don't know about you guys but I thought the action was really good like pretty much movie quality there's a scene where Falcon's flying around chasing a helicopter and it, it could have been straight out of any Marvel movie which is pretty cool to see that we're getting to a point where tv shows have the ability to do that kind of work so Darren I am excited to have you on the pod because you are new to Marvel and so I'm really curious, how well does this show work for you not having the background knowledge of 25 movies that a lot of hardcore Marvel fans are going to bring in? Do you feel like you've got a good sense of what's going on or are you like missing out? 
yeah, of course I have um, questions because I miss most of the movies because I just don't have time for that. But I have uh, my brother. I have my cousin, who's basically the biggest Marvel fan you, you'll ever meet. And I also have TikTok. So <laughs> um, I have all of that information that if I need to go back into it, then like, why not? Because like, I need to learn most of the stuff when I'm new to watching something that I don't normally watch, except for like, like two movies of Marvel. But like, I don't know. At the end, I hope hopefully I'll learn a little bit more. But in the meantime, you're still enjoying the show. Oh yeah, I love it so far. <laughs> I love it so far. Yeah. All right, great. Well, so Darren just mentioned Marvel TikTok. Haley, I know you were talking a little bit earlier about looking stuff up online. What is that online community? like how do you engage with the show outside of just watching the show Haley so I have a habit of stalking the tags instead of actually doing any conversation myself so like usually the day that the show um they show the new episode I'm usually on Twitter looking at the trending page and just scrolling through um I'm also on Tumblr which tends to have a bit more of the memes for it which I enjoy more I personally don't see much on TikTok just because my feed hasn't added a lot of Marvel stuff. I was seeing a lot of stuff earlier, but now it's kind of disappeared. But yeah, I just see a lot of that sort of online, just people talking about what they think of the episodes. I watch some YouTube channels where they're trying to like predict what's going to happen. So I'm like keeping up with that. I just see basically from a bunch of different sources, just what people are thinking of the show. And I think that's one of the really fun things about this, you know, like when streaming first popped up and got big, it really, I think, kind of took away from the widespread narrative about the show. Like we were all watching our own things. We were binging at our own paces. But with these weekly drops that Disney's been doing, you get more of that weekly conversation as everybody gets together and talks about that episode, which has been really cool, especially during the pandemic when uh, we're seeking all forms of connection that we can get our hands on. All right, Samia, I wanna leave it with you here. Any more thoughts about this show and would you generally recommend it? Yeah, I would definitely recommend it to people like Darren who have never delved into the Marvel movies too because it unveils a lot about the Marvel's past and how the present has become. So it's a, definitely a good show to watch and uh, I would recommend it to everybody. Awesome. Well, we're going to leave it with that. You've been listening to BU Review Service. Come back next time. We will be talking about whatever's new in streaming. And if you want more Falcon and the Winter Soldier content, make sure you come back to the podcast page because we've got a lot more content coming out. Thanks and have a great week.